Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Lift up your two hands and begin to thank God for what he's prepared for you tonight. Be expressive of your thanksgiving, thanking him that he's going to feed you. He's going to touch your spirit. He's going to accomplish something in your life. Give him thanks. Thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We give you thanks, we give you thanks. Yazumare dele mengede baskataria zadazus. Rabele malada mahanda makapaya. Ezanzen dezembre descoprados. Regresimbre descolodo mahandias. Alebele malamalabosa paria. Now ask him to open your ears to hear. To open your eyes to see. Ask him to touch your spirit man. So you can be able to apprehend. That which he has for you tonight. Ask your eyes to be touched. Ask your ears to be touched. Ask your understanding to be revived. Yes Lord. Ask for it. That this will not just be another word. But it will be a word that changes and transforms you. He is able to do exceeding and abundantly. Above all we have ever imagined or asked. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord. Yandele mesimbre Open my eyes that I may see. Open my ears that I may hear. Touch my understanding tonight. In the name of Jesus. Move in my spirit. Move in my soul. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit operate in this atmosphere tonight. Operate in this atmosphere tonight. Le maye kazomora dala mahambias. 
Rezuka sumbre de lebelebelebe. Ye moye mala andiga dadado shandaba. Ye zazimbele kapea. Grezumpori ederia andias. Koreberele mahataya baha. We give you praise Lord. Thank you Jesus. Father we thank you. That you have prepared something for our souls, for our spirits, for our minds. That tonight you will bring us to the place of transformation by the revelation of your word. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 The Lord bless you. Please do have your seats. Amen. It looks like a long time since I was here. Yeah. But it was just one week. Amma? One week. One week. Help me. One week. One week. Oh, I'm lying. <laughs> it's just one week. Senior, it looks like I've been away for so long. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to hide. <laughs> so I went to flourish. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. And um, happy birthday to Titus. Today is his birthday. <laughs> I think these are some of the wonderful works of salvation. On a day like this, by this time, Titus will be on the fourth girl. He had lined them up. And by now he's finishing the fourth one. And then thinking of the one he will use for Kesha. But today he's in church. Or you go and do it after church. (laughs) <laughs> Today he's in church singing in the choir. I mean, these are the wonderful works of salvation. Yes. If we ask some of you the things you used to do on your birthdays, <laughs> even the katiba of the nation is too small to contain what you did on your birthdays. You get a point now. But he's in church. Yeah. Happy birthday, Titus. You're growing. You're growing. <laughs> Amen. I wish I could say it in um, Kamba. I would have told him, Marry. <laughs> <laughs> you get a point now. Yeah, you know, some of you, the, the issue of marriage is, is a no-no for you. Like you don't want to hear it. Do you understand? 
you don't want to hear it. Meanwhile, you are also not progressing in your walk with God because of excessive fornication. <laughs> you see, you should, you should be happy when I take the holidays. You know, you get some breathing space. Do you understand? Yeah. A lot of the difficulties, if you ask me as a pastor, I'm sleeping, then you tap me. You're a missionary. I'll say, yes, I'm sleeping. I mean, deep sleep. You tap. You're a missionary. I'll say, yes. Then you ask me, what is one of the difficult things you have faced when you came to do missionary work in Kenya? I'll say, they fornicate too much. I don't even have to be awake to say it. Do you understand? <laughs> like I'm deeply asleep. Then you wake me. I, I need to, Mr. Missionary, I need to ask you one question. Yes. Because that one particular evil opens the door for other evils. And it hinders, because one of the things you require in the work is purity not this one <laughs> do you understand I'll, 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 I'll just off the top of my head I'll, I'll tell you what it is do you understand Yeah. so if I could say it I would have said it in his language I say marry yes happy birthday in fact now those of you I know when is your birthday I'll say happy birthday marry now that's 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 my only birthday wish for... Go, go and unfriend me. Yes, go and unfriend me. Because from now on, I will have one standard birthday message. Happy birthday, Mary. That's all. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so if it's about to be your birthday, just unfriend me. Yes, unfriend me. <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah, thank you, Tash Titus. All right, tonight I want to start an important series. Whew. I've had it in my spirit for a long time since uh, Bishop got this book out, and I've been wondering whether to teach it in a main church or to teach it on. Um, in a midweek service. And then I realized midweek service is for serious people. Yes. All the, the, all the types of fishes that the net has captured, they come on Sunday. Yes. The kingdom of God is like a net which was thrown into the sea and it collected all types of fish. So, all the types come on Sunday, but there is a type that shows up on Tuesdays. And I believe this teaching will help that type. So I'm starting a very long series um, for the rest of the year. I hope to finish it. Um, and the series title is Not a Novice. Yeah, Not a Novice. Not a novice. Amen. (laughs) 
there is only one place in the scriptures when where you and I are commanded to behave like novices and it is in the area of sin malice mischief when it comes to sin malice mischief and all types of evils that is the place we are supposed to act like novices but look at it this way it ends up being that when it comes to malice when it comes to mischief when it comes to all sorts of evils and it comes to uh, sin we are rather PhD holders it's hot there is nothing you do not know about undermining authority. You know everything. You know everything. There is nothing you do not know about backbiting. You know everything. There is nothing you do not know about disloyalty. I mean, you are the champion disloyal person. So, in the place where we should be novices, alright, we are champions. Do you understand? Yes, we are actually degree holders. You get the point now? And then in the things that we are supposed to not be novices, they are the things that we are rather found wanting. Do you understand? So, it is imperative for us to go on this journey and to learn to overcome being novices in the most important areas. And one of such areas is leadership. When it comes to leadership, you're supposed to overcome quickly the disadvantage of being a novice. Amen? Alright, so I'll Come back to that scripture I've started with, but let's go first to First Timothy three. Let's start from the verse three. Then I'll take you to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 20. You can write it down. Alright, so 
this is what leaders should exemplify. Alright? Leaders must not be given to wine. Leaders must not be strikers. And I'm not talking about football striking. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Leaders must not be strikers. So, let's look at what strike, a striker is in the real sense of the word. Amen? So, you don't say you didn't understand how to not be a striker. All right? Is that? Which, which, which dictionary is that? Collins? Is that? Oh, you just found it. Okay. Let me see. This one says, oh, okay. Uh, a hot-tempered man prone to physical outbursts. That's a striker. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Like hot-tempered. Yes. When the person gets angry, they vibrate. <laughs> Analipuka. Do you understand? They literally vibrate. And then they're prone to physical outbursts. Physical outburst is now when you, you, you hit your wife. Or you hit your husband. It has to be both ways. Yes. You hit your husband. There are some women who hit their husbands. Yes. So... We're not talking about abuser. Yes. So, a leader, it should not be that in the church, you look like an angel. Then in the house, you are a striker. (laughs) Do you understand? Your husband hides the bruises of your abuses. Or your wife hides the physical abuses, do you get it? She suffers from you. But when you stand in the church, man, you look like an angel. By experience, I found husbands who are fond of publicly Overshowing their wives. You know, like I come here, I said, This is my honey boo boo boo. 
I've never seen an angel like that. You know, sometimes when I'm reading my Bible and my wife just passes, the Bible falls down and I fall with the Bible. Have you heard those who talk like that? They talk like that because a lot of times they have things to hide. Yes. And sometimes you can watch some people and you say, hey, I... I mean, I've never seen such a marriage, such a relationship. This is love. (laughs) If it's not like this one, Mimi Sitaki, I don't want. (laughs) Yeah, then the kisses are on social media. You know, the hacks are posted and then people are jealous in the whole thing. But behind the scenes, it's, it's another Afghanistan. You know, one pastor, you know, he's, he's, he's um, I met him here in his country and his wife was very tall. And when well, I met them in a church, so I knew them. Um, it's you who don't believe that I'm a prophet, you know, because I have a lot of points. You don't believe I'm a prophet. And I've come to enjoy that. Yes, I've come to enjoy that. Yes, nothing of my giftings has diminished. Yes, whether I prophesy here or not, you don't know. So, when I met them, they didn't have a child. Yes. And they had been married for a couple of years. So, I'm a visiting minister. I, vi- I ministered with power. They came to see me. They wanted a, ch- a child. So, I remember I said, allow me to pray a day or two. So, I went to pray. And then I told them, you're not going to have a child now. That's, this is what the Lord told me. But you will have a child, and I gave them the year or the years from the time I was speaking to them when they would have a baby. I believe they didn't believe it, you know. So maybe over the years, the man had been working very hard. You know, when the Lord has spoken, you want to use your own power. (laughs) So, <laughs> they, I, 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 I believe they didn't believe it. Yes. So, I gave them the precise year they were going to have a baby. And truly, truly, it was in that year that they had a baby. Yes. My daughter's name is Tatian. So, when they had the, their daughter, the first child, I believe, was they named her Tatiana. Because they remembered what I told them. So, these were people I knew. When the pastor describes his wife, I have to check if I was married or not. (laughs) Do you understand? Like, when he describes their relationship, I... 
most of the time I felt like I was doing my wife bad. You get the point now? Until the day they had some serious poikolos. And the woman called me. I remember it was a, an evening service. I was on my way home. I remember exactly where I got to. And she called me and said, I'm leaving your friend. I said, you're leaving who? So your friend. Then she went into their poikolos. And one of the things she said was how he beats her. I said, ah, please stop that. I mean, stop that. Ah. Don't, don't say things that are not true. I mean, because suddenly all the, I mean, they've come to church. So I, want us, I want Pastor Soso and so to bring us greetings. The greetings, if he speaks for 10 minutes, seven minutes will be about his wife. Before even any word the Lord has put in his spirit will come. The seven minute sermon will be about his wife. So, I mean, how can you now tell me he, he drinks and he brutalizes? I said, no, 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 I'm not going to believe it. Said, I, I know what I'm talking about. He said, I said, ah, but the things he says on the pulpit, I said, forget about that one. Show, 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 show. Yes. Those are for show. Yeah, those are for show. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Don't allow people to use you for show. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, save yourself. Anybody who will tell you, you know, she's a wonderful woman and she's, she's like a, heaven is missing an angel and she's with me. You get the point now. All such sweet, and then you know that Chale, it is not true. As he's saying that you should be looking at me. You should be shocking at him. So he knows that he has to stop that nonsense. You get the point. So many of such have things they are hiding. Did he get it? Yes. And you have to be very intimate or close to know. Yes. To know that, oh, it's just for show. You know, it's just for show. And then there are people who don't look affectionate in the open. And they have wonderful relationships and wonderful marriages. And I believe that the ones that make it their profession to show off they have so many things wrong in that marriage. Are you listening to me? Yeah, you, I mean, I mean, we are not, we are not, we are not angels. It can't be that perfect. <laughs> I said, it can't be that perfect. I know you have a perfect one. I thank God for your life. But I'm saying, Charlie, it can't be that perfect. I mean, two people with different backgrounds. You are coming from here. He's coming from... It can't be that perfect. It can't be that perfect. You understand? Yeah, so... Don't be an abuser in the closet. Amen? Then he says, not greedy or filthy looker. 
that is money, but patient, not a brawler. You want us to go to brawler? <laughs> we'll find brawler. <laughs> Anything is findable. <laughs> Mercy. Not what? A brawler. To quarrel or fight noisily. That is like all your your fights are with a lot of noise. Yes, another another he says a loud tumultuous noise. Yes. If you've lived in apartments before, you will always see that these couples are brawlers. True or not true? And sometimes, I've lived in an apartment before, and it always starts at a particular time. And then it goes silent at a particular time to be continued. Yes, and they can be that loud. They can be that loud. And sometimes you hear chests are being broken. You don't know whether they are being broken over a human being's head, but the whole thing is noisy. Then after a while it goes quiet. I think some of you are suspects. <laughs> and sometimes people can brawl until you even ask yourself, why are they together? Like seven days in a week, these people brawl four days, five days, out of seven days. Like there is no rest. Do you get it? Yeah, the relationship or the marriage is toxic. Extremely toxic. I mean, I can't keep up quarreling. Like, just be prepared that five days out of seven days, you have to fight. And it's a noise the neighbors can hear. Do you understand? That is why those of you sisters who love shouting at men, I'm always on top of your case. You are a brawler. You love shouting. That is how you will also fight. You cannot have a silent fight. You that love shouting at brothers, you can't have a silent fight. If you're going to marry a young lady who is already shouting at you, you, you must be mentally challenged to go ahead and marry a brawler. Now, I know you're wondering, why is he saying that? You will sooner than later know as a man, as a young man, that one of the things, even if you're poor, one of your greatest possessions you need as a man is peace. It's peace. And all these ladies, they have been wired to take away your peace. Like that is how they were created to take away your peace. 
And the person is showing you that once we have a fight, I'm going to stand up to you face to face and we're going to brawl out until I'm tired. Sometimes when you are even sleeping, they'll wake you up and say, eh, we didn't finish what we we're talking about. Those are the homes that raise up children that don't do well. Yes. Because as responsible father and mother, you should fight and your kids should not even know. Are you listening to me? Yes. So when I see, and when you put ladies in leadership, you bring out that brawling nature, it comes out. Forget their size. Forget their size. Once you put them in a position, you see that their brawling nature starts showing up. One day I was passing here. I think I was passing this way. Depending on who is here, I have roots. So if a nice person is here, I'll come this way, talk to the nice person. If a not too nice person is here, I may come this way, go far away, go that way. If a not too nice person is around, I'll come, go through the reception, and I have roots, depending on who is in the ecosystem. So one day I was passing and I saw one poodle. Do you know poodle? Do you know poodle? Put a poodle, put a poodle on the screen. Before I finish what I, I want to say, just put a poodle on the screen. <laughs> Either put a, a real poodle or put a chihuahua or a pomerian. Put one of them on the screen. Yeah, so I saw one poodle like that. They were here. The things I see, I, I normally don't forget. They were here. And the poodle was, you see, the, the poodle was short. Do you understand? And the person she was handling was twice her height. I don't know if you understand. They can't find poodle. <laughs> the person the poodle was handling was twice her height. And the person with twice the height was subdued by the poodle. As I passed by and as I observed I said in my heart, thank God this is not my life. I said in my heart. There are many things Solomon wrote. He said, I have seen an evil under the sun. He was talking about observation. Yes, there are things you observe and they minister to you. Because... If such a poodle married such a giant, she will still subdue the giant successfully. 
this is prior marriage. How about in marriage? Where the balance of power changes. What I wanted to do, they've not helped me. I wanted to put the poodle, then they'll put another taller giant dog by the poodle. So you get the message clear. You get the point now. So when I passed by and I saw the poodle barking at the giant, I said, my God. Oh, P-O-O-D-L-E. You get the point now. <laughs> if after many years I can still recount what I saw, yes, it should tell you that the thing ministered to me. Yeah. So, you can be a woman who is a brawler. And the whole of Proverbs talks about women, it talks about contentious women, it talks about a cantankerous woman and then the Bible advises men to avoid them. In one instance Solomon said, it is better to dwell in the corner of the roof than to live in the same house with a cantankerous woman. Imagine there's a whole house, you, you choose the corner. Then you leave the cantankerous woman here. Then in another instance, he says, better to have a meal of vegetables on the top of the roof than to sit by a table of meat with a contentious woman. (laughs) He has seen it before. He has seen it where there was nyamachoma on the table and he didn't have peace of mind to eat the nyamachoma. So now he says, skuma on rooftop. Danyama with a cantankerous woman. Yes. Hey. One week I've disappeared and things have changed. <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Go back to my first Timothy since you can't find anything today. If you're a woman and you're fighting, you don't have to be noisy. What will you do? What will you do? You see them shaking their breath. Beat me. Beat me. Beat me. Hey. Some sisters have been in worst relationships. Relationships they should never have been in. They are in relations where a man brutalizes them until they think that an expression of love has to come with beatings. So when that broken girl now finds a responsible brother, a peaceful brother, who would rather sit her down and talk to her. You see, what you did was wrong in that it is a BCD. They find that relationship boring. I don't know what it is with women and he's boring. Have, have you heard? Have, I, I don't know what you are. You see, you have to choose what you are looking for in life. Is it entertainment? 
Do you understand? Until, and if you happen to be an unlucky young man who finds this broken sister, one of the things you suffer from is enough provocation. She will provoke you until you behave like her exes. Because when her ex beats her, they finish the fight with serious lovemaking. So this your peaceful relationship and no drama and no after beating sex is a ball. She's broken. She wants to be strangled. And many sisters are broken. Yeah. In fact, they wake up and say, "Mm, this relationship is too peaceful. Mm, It's too peaceful. Uh, There's no drama in this thing. It's too peaceful. It's too peaceful. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. Then you get one long WhatsApp message. That would take you two hours to finish reading. They have started a fight. Careful. Yeah, it's not meant to be like that. Yeah. If that's the kind of relationship you enjoy, you're broken and you need to be fixed. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Maybe you grew up seeing your mother beat your father or your father beat your mother, and the next morning they are happy. <laughs> Careful. You're broken. You get a point. Yeah, you're broken. Yes. A relationship, a marriage must be undergirded by understanding. Yes, understanding, not brawling. So you can see that even in leadership, we are not looking for brawlers. Leaders, once one young Penye Penye leader in the church got angry one day and told the people, I am tired of all of you. <laughs> you sh- again you should see that was another poodle <laughs> do you understand <laughs> can you find a white poodle <laughs> do, do you understand it was another poodle in a group with elderly people, grown-ups. I'm tired of all of you. I will leave you. And today she has left them. <laughs> Leadership is not about brawling. It's not about shouting. Once in a while, a leader should shout. Yes, but you, the characteristics of your leadership should not be shouting and, and ladies are the ones guilty of this thing, not a brawler. Hmm. 
<laughs> if I look rather for a Pomerian and put up there, I prefer a Pomerian <laughs> or a Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Yes. <laughs> is this a Maltese? I think it's a Maltese. The person I saw who was barking at the giant was this size. <laughs> you get the point now? Yeah, that's how you know that they are browless in the system. <laughs> not a browler. Hey, you are not peaceful at all. You're not peaceful at all. Back to my scripture. First Timothy 3 So not a brawler We are looking at things you shouldn't be eh? Some of you, you lost your ministry Because of greed For filthy lucre Yes Not greedy or filthy lucre But patient Not a brawler Not covetous Where you want to take Something that belongs to another person. Not covetous. Verse 4. Verse 4. Have I been away for one year or or what? (laughs) One that ruleth well his own house. Yes. Not that he has... A brawling poodle as a wife. You understand? The wife says, sit down. Sunday morning, instead of the children going to the house of God, his children are playing PS5. The pastor's children are playing PS5. Yes. Instead... They, they, they don't even see the pastor's children in church. You rule well your own house. Are you listening to me? Yeah. A leader must be somebody who rules his own house well. As pastors, sometimes we give birth to devils. Yes. I, I don't know how it come. You know, one would think that a pastor should have righteous children. Yes. <laughs> huh? You just be walking in town one day, you see a billboard. You say, this person looks familiar. The person is advertising a Vaseline cream and how it makes your bum bum smooth and nice. This, this face looks familiar. And so, Hey, it's my daughter. Your daughter is advertising naked. Do you understand? And it is, yes, the poodle against this. (laughs) That's that's the picture you should have with that example. That poodle was backing against this guy. Yes. (laughs) He's a Caucasian shepherd. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know, I, I, that, that picture I saw, 
I even said to myself, this guy could just do this. Boom. And the girl would just disappear. <laughs> oh, it could have been easily done. He would just do this. Nyamaza. <laughs> Careful. I should see the poodle. She was in control. I'm in charge. Careful. Yeah. Back to my scripture. They've seen the difference now. I think the message makes sense. Yes. Having his children in subjection with all gravity. Yes. You want to be a pastor. Your children are gangster-like. And you think that is not part of your ministry. It's part of your ministry. Your children are part of your ministry. A group of people wanted to be pastors and leaders in the church. One day I, I, I told them it was like a casual prophecy. I said to them how much their children, because you could see defiance in the children and how it will cost their ministry. And it truly costed their ministry. There's something about children around here. And some of you are once children. It's around here. Is this this, you can see a little kid and you can, if you've been raised well, you can smell defiance. You see this midget, a midget, and you can literally smell defiance. And you see, you will say, oh, it's nothing. It just shows that the child is, you know, bold, is uh, what, is not. Children must have a certain disposition towards adults. So if you're going to be in ministry, there are things you, you don't overlook when it pertains to your children. Because one day you will stand there and you'll be telling, you see, children, obey your parents in the Lord. All the church members know that your child is the least respectful person. So, you are doing what you should do by reason of your calling, but your children can cause your ministry to be undermined. You will stand there and people say, well, go take care of your children first. Your children are in rehab. You can't stand in front of the church and say, you know, avoid wine and avoid alcohol and avoid smoking. You can't, you can't teach. There are certain things you can't teach depending on how your children turn out. That is why he says, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. One woman told me that when she gave birth to her daughter, the Lord 
Jah Jehovah told her to never beat the daughter. Jah Jehovah. <laughs> oh yeah. She told me that God told her. That's when I knew that some people, all their God said, God said is a lie. How did I know? I knew because God will not give you an instruction which contradicts scripture. If he gives you an instruction, it will be in alignment with his word. Which God will tell you, never discipline your daughter. And the same God says, the sons I receive, I chastise them. He is chastising his children and he's telling you, do not chastise your daughter. I mean, God cannot contradict himself. If you want to know one of the things God cannot do, it is to lie, it is to contradict himself. He will not. Those of you, I'm talking to those of you like giving birth to golden children. And when you have, after a certain age, the golden children, they become wild. Yes. You can't control them. They become wild. When I teach these things, people don't like it. You know? You know, right now you are just in your 40s. You're just in your 30s. Maybe you have a kid. Maybe you don't have. So you don't see the gravity of having your children turn out well. But the pain comes when you are older and you're weak. Yes, that's when you feel the pain. That's when whatever they do feels like a, a, a dagger has just been put through your heart. So whilst they are young, that's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. There is an age that they should be trained. Beyond that age is impossible. Only God. Some of you, by the grace of God, you met and you have some pseudo salvation. Is why you are even like this for now. Pseudo salvation. Your ambition was to defraud the Kenyan government. <laughs> Your ambition was to rob a bank. <laughs> so even your pseudo-salvation, look at what your pseudo-salvation has even helped you to calm down Kidogo. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> You should train up a child in the way he should go. There's always the way to go. So you train a child yes, in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Again, it will bring me back to the issue of habits. Almost all the things you do in adulthood were things you used to do in your childhood. 
Yes. Some of you, you started having girls at nine years old. Now you have grown and you cannot depart from it. Don't think that, oh, you know, when I'm 50 years old, there are some things I will stop. It's a lie. Let me tell you something. When you're 50 years old, when you're 55 years, when you're 60, you will do more than you even did when you were younger. You'll be wilder. If you go to the pubs right now, Almost all the people sitting there are in their 60s. Whatever you see them doing at whatever age is what they have been doing when they were children. It's difficult to depart from something you have done when you were younger. Careful. That's why it's hard for you to do quiet time. I mean, you are 28. Is now we are teaching you to do quiet time. You are 30 years old. Is now we are teaching you to do quiet time. And so the thing is just like it's an impossible mountain to climb. To wake up. And the first thing is my Bible, my notebook, and what is the Holy Spirit saying? If you didn't cultivate it as a younger person, now you are old, it's hard. That's why you you think that, you know, the church, we are too something. No, let's explain it to you better. We are not too something, you are old. If you don't believe me, give me the Nathaniels of this church. Do you understand? Give me the, the, the Wemmers of this church. Right? Give me the Brileys of this church. And let me teach them to do quiet time now. And see if I will ever struggle with them. Do quiet time. When they are 20, when they are 21... Briley, have you done your quiet time? She will do it naturally. My sister is not a pastor, but from her teenage years, she learned to do quiet time. She had, in fact, sometimes I think that she should have been a pastor. Yes. There are times I see that her quiet time is perfect. I mean, if you are counting statistics, she's too perfect and I'm not perfect. Yes, then I, I, well, yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm called of the Lord. Yes. But otherwise, doing her quiet time daily, it hasn't changed. Even as a married woman, it hasn't still changed. So give me the women of the church, the Brahms of the church, not these ones that have tasted sex and have tasted vodka and have tasted that is their their forte their forte is all these things now you come and say first Samuel chapter 15 the verse read that in the morning (laughs) 
to be productive in your life, you must have at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And then to be an efficient person, you must wake up before five. If you're going to be an efficient person in your life, you, you must wake up before five. Are you listening? When you were young, you started developing nocturnal tendencies. Do you know nocturnal? Do you know nocturnal? <laughs> there are animals that only operate in the night. They are nocturnal creatures. Yes, they operate only in the night. In the night, they are active. So many of you, you develop that nocturnal activity. It's in the night that you do what you should have done in the day. When you should be sleeping, you are awake. Like you, you are always moving in the opposite direction of everything. Night is day. Day is night. So you live a very confused life. (laughs) Do you understand? (laughs) You... You'll be surprised that at night, some of these streets have wild creatures that comes out. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Tigers, hyenas, you think they are buildings, so they are not. They come out from strange places. They are not, they know how to hide during the day. And then they come out to hunt during the night. Some of you are nocturnal. Yes. You are hunters in the night. You operate best in the night. So during the day, and the day is always marked for productivity, you are very docile. You're, like you're not innate. Yes. And you see, these are things you developed when you were younger. When you were a teenage, you were binge watching series. Not today, they have Netflix. You, every day you were standing by the Kinyozi, the kiosk, the CD maker, to collect your, your stash for the night. The movie shop. Yeah? You, and then you were collecting your assortment for the night or for the week. So now you are grown. And the thing refuses to leave you. If you sleep at all, 3 a.m. And then the pastor says, do your quiet time at 4. So you see that we start fighting. Not because we are doing anything bad against you. The thing is, you grew up on the wrong thing. And me, I cannot... For the life of me, I don't know why you are proud that you, you keep late night. Why are you proud? Why does that mean? Because people who keep late night are actually proud that they don't sleep early. <laughs> Can somebody tell me why you are proud? <laughs> Can you please explain the, re- the rationale behind your pride that you don't sleep early?
<laughs> I, I don't understand. Yeah. Me, I learned to sleep early from my mother. I learned to sleep very early from my mother. She goes to the market. She returns. There are about two or three activities I saw my mother doing consistently for decades. All the years I could. Oh, I can see my mother now. There are three activities I saw my mother doing consistently for many years. She'll get back from the market. I've got her water ready. The first thing my mother will do is to shower. Number two, she will now count her money. Me, I've seen money that I couldn't steal after my first stealing. There was a first stealing. And my mother took stealing from me. Yes. She would count her money, or rather she would have her dinner, and then she would sit down to count her money. After that, she goes to bed straight away. Yes. These three activities. Then by four, she's awake. And then she's singing to the Holy Spirit. She's singing hymns. She's ministering and all that. These are the three things me, I grew up seeing my mother do. By, my mother used to say that if we give her trouble, she will kill us. And she used to say that she doesn't like being like the hen who is asleep in his his coop and her legs are exposed. Do you understand? She always used that phrase. I don't want to be like the hen. Me, I'm in my corner. I'm like, you are my children. I'm sleeping. What are you doing outside? So her legs are outside. And th- those are the legs that will bring her wahala. Meanwhile, she was sleeping like the mother hen. But her legs are exposed. Huh? My brother didn't learn that. My brother is like some of you here. Yeah. I think my brother grew up in Kenya. <laughs> I have to investigate a lot of things about him. Uh, everything about him suits every people I see here. Yeah. <laughs> he eats late. Yeah. He would rather eat at midnight. He will eat at 11. And some of you, that's what, some of you actually stay up to eat. Yeah. You stay up late to eat. Yes. The secret to avoiding food after a certain hour is to go to bed. Yes. Some of you, 2 a.m., that's when you're... Even witches don't understand you. They wonder which coven does this one belong to. This coven, they easily find food because every day... 2 a.m., 3 a.m., they see you eating. I can't remember in my life waking up at 2 a.m. to find food. 3 a.m. to find food. No. Some of you, that's when you are frying egg. Tell the same person, come for Kesha. Come for Kesha. Come and wait on the Lord. Apana. 
<laughs> Careful. Okay, back to my scripture. Then, um, okay, subject verse 5. Now, then he says, For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Verse 6. Not a novice. Say, not a novice. I know you don't want to say it, but you're going to say it. Say, not a novice. Least being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. So, one of the reasons you lost out is the novice tendencies and the evils that attend to being a novice. Do you understand? Good. So, consider this scripture. First Timothy 3. Are you here? 3, 6. And then now go with me to 1 Corinthians 14. Give me verse 19 and verse 20. Let's look at it. Verse 19. Verse 19. Have I been gone for too long? Yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Then he says, verse 20, brethren, be not children in understanding. Children are novices. Children are beginners. You see it when we come to the definition of a novice. So when it comes to understanding, he says, do not be what? Children, do not be beginners. Do not be novices. How be it in malice be ye what? Children, but in understanding be men. Be what? Man. Give me that text in the message. Things have changed, yeah? (laughs) To be perfectly frank, I'm getting, now watch this, I'm getting exasperated with your infertile thinking. (laughs) Paul the apostle is the one saying it. He said, honestly, to be perfectly frank, I want to be honest with you. I am exasperated with your infantile thinking. It's as though Paul pastored the people I'm pastoring. Because I have on several occasions been exasperated with the infantile thinking of the people who call themselves leaders. You spell out a vision for growth. Let's have branches. You go to the branch. You do this here. Make sure that place is growing. No, somebody with their infantile understanding frustrates the vision and the goals. I as a leader, I have been 
very exasperated with simple things that people could not understand. It's hot. Some of you, you know, I, I look at people these days. I say, wow, I, I know people seated here who are thinking that they will understand me in 20 years. Perhaps in 20 years, I'll be dead and gone. So having the mind, when you should understand something now, you are rather thinking like an infant. When you should believe something, you're thinking like an infant. So a leader gets exasperated. And Paul says, to be perfectly frank, I'm getting exasperated with your infantile thinking. How long before you grow up and use your head? Your adult head. How long? How long? There are people who come to me after something I told them five years ago. They come to me in the sixth year and they say, I now understand what you mean. What do you want me to do with that? I get the point now. You should have gotten the point then. Between getting the point when you should, you would have made great progress. There are people who have not prospered in this church because they don't believe anything they are told. Neither do they understand anything they are told. So they waste five years, they waste four years, they waste seven years just to understand something that you will eventually get to understand. Whether you like it or not, brothers, there is just one way. You can choose to use your adult head. <laughs> I listen to me. <laughs> How long before you grow up and use your head, your adult head? It's all right to have child a childlike unfamiliarity with evil. You get the point now. When it comes to evil, have a childlike unfamiliarity with evil. It's very all right. Yeah. Let people look at you like a fool because you don't smoke. Let people look at you like eh, beginner because you don't drink. Let people look at you like you, you don't know anything in this world because you don't indulge in the things they indulge in. A simple no is all that is needed there. So, there are things they'll present to you. A simple no. I don't know this thing. They give you a pack of cigarettes. I don't know about that. A simple no. A simple what? You know, but unfortunately, I'm not, I'm talking to the wrong crowd because these are not the people who are offered. You are the ones who offer. (laughs) Do do you understand? Unfortunately, I'm talking to the wrong crowd because you, the offer is welcome. Yes, the offer is welcome. Some of you, if somebody comes to you with an idea of making money in a way that in your heart you know is wrong because you don't have a childlike unfamiliarity with evil, you will jump at the opportunity. 
boys have come and guarded you. So, and then when you guarded, they gave you a mask with holes here and the nose. You know that one that called, and then the mask, that, that hood, I don't know how they call it, but they cut the hole here. What are you going to do that you have to cover your face? A simple no is all that is needed there. I don't know if you understand what I'm what the scriptures is saying. Yes. There are some journeys when you start now, you will never stop. You are not meant to be a drinker. If you start drinking now, you will never stop. You are not meant to be a smoker. You start smoking now, you will never stop. Yes. A simple no is all that's needed there. But there is far more to saying yes to something. Only mature and well-exercised intelligence can save you from falling into gullibility. All the hundreds of people who died in Shakahola Forest, they needed a mature and a well-exercised intelligence that could have saved them from falling into gullibility. That's all they needed. That's all they needed. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't take this scripture seriously, some of you, you, you know when I came to Kenya, it's in Kenya I entered a whole house for the first time. Yes. A house with prostitutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? It, it was here for the first time. I was going to the gym, exercise, exercise. Then I met some brothers at the gym. So now every morning, you know, instead of going to Aboritum to do yamba la ba la ba la ba yamba la ba la ba, I was on the bench and they are saying finyamtu, finyamtu, finyamtu. Until one day we finish ex- training, and the young man said, "Ready, come, ready, come. Let me take you somewhere." So I left my car there. Parking, we entered his car. He drove just, just less than three minutes from the gym in a very well res- respected area. And then he drove, then he entered a compound. When they saw his car, I saw women, light skin, with only lingerie, and their everything was coming, they were running. I said, in my head, I said, Jehovah. (laughs) The vow was broken. (laughs) The vow was broken. I saw women. I mean, I saw light skin I've never seen before. Everything was there. 
not knowing they were surrounding, so he chooses even before he gets down. So he turned, he's a Muslim, he's a Muslim, so he turned, and he knew I was a pastor. He turned and he looked at me, and then something shook him. Then he said to the girls, I'm coming. Then he said, ready, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Then he drove back to the gym and he dropped me. Then he said, I'm coming. Then he left and went back. Then he returned after a few minutes. Then he called me. Then he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so, he's a Muslim. That's how you even know how Muslims are very, their conscience works. Christians have conscience that doesn't work. So he returned and then he, said, he called me. He said, I'm so sorry that I took you to that place. You know, then he quoted, he said, Allah said that anybody who causes another person to fall into sin is liable for hellfire. That's what he told me. So he himself, he can go. But he could tell my discomfort because I was a novice at that. So when he saw it, he quickly changed his mind before he's the one going to hell for introducing me to such a lifestyle. And he came, dropped me, and he went back, enjoyed himself, and he came back. And then he came and offered an apology like a true Muslim. You, you are the one introducing others. So you are not like a novice, no. When it comes to evil, you are not a novice. You have mastered the art of enjoying every evil. Until now, when you don't make disciples, you are not happy. That's how come you have people in the church that influences other people to do the things that they are doing that they know is wrong. For the, and I lived in that hood and I could never tell that that was a house for such an activity. Yes. Huh? When I came to Kenya is when I realized that they, they chew something like people chew grass. I mean, they almost introduced me to that innocently. I almost became a, gra- a cat chewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, there should be some. You see, this thing that you are, madam, expert in everything, I think it is a problem. Right now, there is nothing you cannot boast that you don't know. Unajua, year two. Everything. Your turn. Your turn. <laughs> the one I said, what does it mean? You know what? No, the one I said, what does it mean? <laughs> you know everything. I mean, there should be one thing in your life when we mention it. Oh, I'm a novice. I, I, I understand. And it should be something that. Huh. Is if you had this sermon, you would have still been a virgin by now. 
I said, if you have heard this teaching, you would have still been a virgin by now. By now, you know year two. <laughs> you know your tear. You know your tear. I am careful what I learn. Me, I'm very careful what I learn. And the reason is because when I learn something, I take it to World Cup level. I don't learn anything and I'm intermediary, beginner, basics. If I learn the thing, I'll take it to World Cup level. So I am very selective what I choose to learn. Some of you who who insult and you are rude. If I want, I'll take you to World Cup rudeness. Do you understand? So you must be selective what you become a champion in. Some of you young men are champions at rapping girls. I mean, like you as you're sitting there, you can't say, I find it so difficult to talk to girls. You can't say that. Forget the innocent looking ones like Mandela, uh, the Kohanes, forget them. (laughs) They look like they have problems with talking to girls. It's a lie. You look at Titus, you think that the guy will be shy. It's a lie. That's when I have to learn something. I always choose a correct thing to learn. Yes. I always choose a correct thing to learn. So that the higher I go in the thing, I don't have to be afraid. Yes. Some of you, the things you chose to become Pele in, like you're very good at the thing, is the very thing that destroys lives and destroys destiny. What is the use of saying that me, I can drink four, five bottles of vodka? In fact, five is beginning. It's when I'm starting. Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm starting at five. What is, why are you boastful in something that will even destroy you? So people don't understand when it comes to evil, you should be a novice. You should be able to say, I don't know about that. There must be something that, Charlie, they mention one evil in this life. When they mention, you say, I don't know about that. He said, I don't know about that. (laughs) Do you know how to find girls? I said, I don't know about that. (laughs) Do do, do you know how to plot evil? I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) There must be things that you should say, I don't know about that. Yet, you, when they mention
mention this. I. One sister sent me a video of a lady who was holding a small glass with a drink and the drink had fire. So the I so I asked questions. So apparently with the fire on top of the drink, she was supposed to drink it like that. Then the fire will enter with the drink. So this sister, she didn't know about that. Yes. That's, in fact, that's how your life should be. She was giving the thing and let people call you Mushamba. It's better than being a champion in evil. They gave her the thought with the fire on top. And then she was supposed to fire in my mouth. Hey, the thing fell and broke. Yes, I don't know about that. That should be how you respond to certain introductions. I don't know about that. Yes, I don't know about that. Yes. So the sister told me that they used to drink this fire liquid, fire liquid alcohol in their days. Yes. So the person was now reminiscing. Now that she's saved in Christ Jesus, what the fire used to do in the stomach. Do you want me to tell you? I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> what do you think fire does when it's inside your stomach? Are you a dragon? you a dragon. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> there should be something that, Charlie, you are a novice. <laughs> you get the point now? Yes, I don't know about that. Yeah. They present the thing to you. You say, oh, no, no, no. I don't know about that. Yeah. This is new to me. Yes, And in those things that we should be novices are the things we are champions. And in the things that we should not, we should be champions, we now claim innocence. I've seen them all over in this church. You see a sister who will go all the way to banana, to fornicate. To banana to get banana. When you tell the sister, oh, go and do this thing here. Yeah. So, I don't know anywhere except railways and HQ. When it comes to things to do with God and the church, you should see the feigned innocence. The feigned innocence. They look innocent. The moment it has to do with God and it has to do with the church, they act like they are so innocent. Yet you can go to banana to get banana. At night, you are, you are trekking. Hey! At night, you are here, you are there. Then when it comes, let's go for outreach. I don't know about that. Let's go at wind shows. I don't know about that. 
Then you now discover that this person who is doing, I don't know anywhere in this city except railways and HQ is a champion transversal of the city. The owner of the city. <laughs> Do you understand the teaching? Yes. Just bring it to church. I don't know. I don't, I, how do I go? The person is not innocent. Because when you present yourself as innocent, I expect to see you remaining like that for the longest time. Where do you think our surprise as pastors come from? When the innocent looking ones end up becoming the vampires. Somebody is sitting from here to here. Just before you ask me, from here to here. If the person talks, you will think that the person was raised up to be the most polite human being on God's green planet. If there was, a, if there was an award, a reward, or a competition for projecting yourself as polite... The person will win it. Oh yeah. The person will win it. Hands down. Nobody will come near from here to here. But when you now hear that person speak. When people that the the innocence must affect are not around. You see there are people that the innocence must fool. And the innocence must convince. And the innocence must deceive. And the innocence must... Do you you get the point now? Uh So when those people are not around, what is the use of showing yourself as innocent? Uh, That you see the real person. This is just the introduction to the message. And I've not even gone deeper. Ah, yes. I've not even defined a novice. You get a point now. Yeah. Tuesday is going to be hot. I'm going to teach this until some of you, if you are a novice in evil, you stay like that. Yes. let them fool you. Yeah. Anybody introducing you, you'll be introduced to two things. Good things or bad things. These two things you'll be intro- And every time the devil has positioned somebody to introduce you to something. Yeah. Practically. Yeah. Practically. Yeah. It's for you to say I don't know about that. Yes. A simple yes. A simple yes. A simple no. You use your adult head. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. A simple no. Yeah. A simple no. Yes. My son went to boarding school and he had to use a simple no. 
I'm only praying that he has kept to the simple no. Imagine somebody's child has packets of cigarettes in a boarding house and he's the one telling your son, take smoke. Some parents have raised devils and then they release their devil children into the world. Go and make disciples. So they meet your innocent child. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know how you got into trouble. I mean, you know. Yes. And many of you, you were at a point where you couldn't say a simple no. And you saw, or you have seen the path it led you down these years of your life. As I'm saying, he said no, but I hope, in fact, I've rem- I, I need to ask him, have you continued saying no? Because when they are becoming seniors, there's another level of introduction. Yes. Huh. Careful. Yeah. You'll be introducing to, to these two things. Yeah? Some of you, if you remember how you broke your virginity, another girl told you, it's sweet. Yeah. If you don't do it, you'll be a mumu. A simple no would have done. I always teach and I've taught. Those of you who have been longest in this church. I said, brothers who come and then they said, oh, the sister forced herself. Have you heard me teach it before? On me, they are liars. Never you believe any young man who says she forced herself on me. A simple no. Simple no. Over in the church and over the years, that's what brothers have used to demonize sisters. I'm telling you, even as a brother, if you don't want to have sex, no girl can force you. You drag her. If you don't get out of here, you drag her by. Don't come and say, she forced herself on me. Did you have an erection or not? I had sex. That's it. That's it. I had sex. I did it. I don't come and give an excuse and say, oh, you know, the way she was walking in front of me and doing this, and then that, that's when she fought and then she jumped on me. No, I, you see, let's f- tell yourself the truth. You, anything you have done, you did it because you wanted to do it. You wanted to do it. Spiritual brothers, they'll be doing, I am, she said, Jezebel is a lie. sex for the first time. I was a pastor. Huh? I've been a pastor for many years. When I had sex for the I was a pastor. Huh? Huh? When I wanted to do it, I did it. Yes. And I didn't go down to Prophet Victor and say, eh, she tempted me and I fell. I fell. She didn't tempt me. I went, I, when we were alone, didn't I know we were alone?
And I was like, that's how sisters have been demonized in a church. Yeah, Delilah. You are the Delilah. <laughs> a simple no is there in the scriptures. A simple no. Hey, unless the woman is Yokozuna. Do you understand? Unless the woman is Yokozuna, do you get it? Your story doesn't hold. She has to be Yokozuna. She holds your hand, put it here, put it up, put it here, and then she sits on top of you like this. How can how can tiny Mukami force a man like me? I come and say she she forced herself. This tiny ah. <laughs> Sean, explain your backsliding. This tiny girl forced herself on on me. Ah, come on now. With one finger like this, he will lift this one and throw. He forced herself on me. Oh. And your name is not, you are not even Brad Pitt. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> that one is an excuse. It, it prevents you from true repentance. If you enter a room alone with somebody, you went, you knew, you knew, you knew, ah, you knew, ah. You enter the room with some alone. You've locked the door. Is it a distillery that you have entered? Two of you, you are going to distill wine. <laughs> so I don't know how to call today's message, but I think it's, it's about novice in, novice in evil things. Do you understand? And then maybe understanding in mature things. I don't know, but there's a title for the message. Yeah. When it comes to evil things, you must be a novice. Yeah. So when I enter fully the message now, you will see that there are advantages in being a novice. You know, that's what I've, I'm, I'm trying to show you when it comes to evil. But then, when you should be wiser, you choose to be a novice, you will fall into the condemnation of the devil. Yes, and we will go into that condemnation. Rise up on your feet. Lift up your two hands and thank God for the teaching of his word. Ask that the Holy Spirit will water this word in your spirit and in your heart. Water this word, O oh Lord. Water it. 
watered his word that has entered the soils of our hearts. Ask the Holy Spirit to water these seeds that have been planted in the soils of your heart that it will bring forth fruit. Yes, Holy Spirit, water this seed. Water this seed. Beloved, a seed has been planted. A seed has been planted in your heart. The seed of the word of God. It has been planted in the soils of your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to water it. Water it, Holy Spirit. Water it, Holy Spirit. Water it, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. La zumbre de levada. Recopari andega sandala mahando. Yezulo basambiri eskadai. Holy Spirit, water the seed that has fallen into the soils of my heart, Lord. Rekasumpora de le macadias. Mazuzanda le mecapadia. La gradua azo paretele. Ilula malandege descatahai. Ezosa azanda mazandulia. Kopore mele balabata. Rekasumpra dus telemele. Grezumbro lo andia katai. Water the seed of God in the soils of our hearts tonight in the name of Jesus that we may eschew evil, we may eschew unrighteousness by reason, Lord, of the growth of the seed that the Holy Spirit has watered in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you glory. We ask Holy Spirit that you water the seed. The seed of your word that you've planted in the soils of our heart. May we bring forth fruit that resembles the seed planted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.